Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) The episode is starting. Please take your seats. (laughs) Please silence all cell phones. If you need to use the restroom, you'll need to wait until the episode is over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No mask is required to listen to this episode. (laughs) Good. My goodness. I did I tell you I took a COVID test yesterday because I've been so exhausted. No. I was just like, something's not right. Let it's me It's gotta be COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I was negative, obviously, or we wouldn't be doing this right now. Right? But yeah. I was so tired. Well, I'm glad like, you're all negative. Week. I'm sorry that you're tired. <laughs> but you know, there are quite a few things um that can make you tired besides COVID. Yeah. I hear you. But Jamie was in Costa Rica and several of her um, trip mates tested positive. Oh, no. And then on Friday, she tested positive. Oh, no. So on Saturday morning, I was like, I'm so exhausted. Let me just test before I go see any other humans. It was negative. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know why I've been so tired. Maybe, you know, sometimes things just catch up with you. Yeah. I guess that's it. Or um, you could Google why you're tired on WebMD and... And just see what comes up. Because I'm sure... I'm sure it you won't be... You might not want to do that anything. because you're probably going to find out that you're dying. <laughs> I probably am, according to WebMD. <laughs> um, it could also be that my dog keeps me up at night. Could be that. Not getting enough sleep will definitely do that to you. It would make you tired. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does tend to do that. Mm -hmm. So that could be what it is. (laughs) But I also just wanted to be super cautious before I like went around you and your family. Thank you. I understand that. Um, you want to jump in? Sure. So we are going to be, um, discussing the same book. We've done this for the last, um, three months so far and let us know if you are liking this format in the comments below um the comments below (laughs) like there as of now we're going to continue doing it unless we hear otherwise Um, that was so formal i love it let us swipe up to (laughs) swipe up for the link and let us know in the comments below um so let's just get straight to it (laughs) Um, the book that we're discussing is Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. Fortune. Fortune by Carly Fortune. Is she British? No, but okay. you said it like <laughs> Fortune. <laughs> I don't know. Carly Fortune. I have know. Have you but never said the word fortune before? I have. It just... It's spelled the same way. I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> ignore me. Um, this is a debut novel. Oh, is it? It is. Does that make you feel any differently? No. Okay. Well, well it's a debut novel. <laughs> Great. 
This, it, and I just, I want to point out, this is a novel that you read and you were like, hey, would you be interested in, in reading this yes. and discussing it together? Yeah. And it sounded like something that I would be interested in. So I agreed to do so. And I downloaded it from Libby and then I could not make myself listen to it. Like for weeks, I just kept staring at it. I okay. Like, it's not like you started it and you're... Were... Well, I, I started it and I would get like five minutes in and I was just like, moving on. And so I just kept staring at it and I couldn't do it. But then finally I went to the beach for July 4th weekend and I, and I, and I finally listened to it there. Did you get into it or no? Let's talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, so the main character, characters, uh, Persephone Frazier, um, goes by Percy mainly throughout the book and it starts with her in present day. I believe she lives in New York City. And um, her career, like what she wanted to do in life, didn't. Uh, it's not really panning out. Like she doesn't feel. I don't even remember what. Oh, jur- journalism. She was. Yeah. She was wanted to be a writer. Okay, yeah. I was like, I don't even remember what she wanted um, to do. I think her life just feels stale a little bit to her. Is in um, what she really wanted to do. I don't think that she envisioned this for herself and thought that it would be quite the way that it is um, in regard to her career. And um, one night she gets home to her apartment and she gets a phone call from a long lost, I don't know, friend, I guess. If you yeah. Um, and then she kind of takes us back into her childhood memories of um, the, I guess it's a camp. It's, it was like a cabin. A cabin. So yeah. um, a cabin that her family owned when she was in high school um, along Barry's Bay, uh, which was, I think, four hours from where they lived in Philadelphia, right? Wasn't she from Philadelphia? Was it, I, I was going to say Minnesota. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think they're like New York, Philadelphia, I think. I'm going to say that you're probably correct on this one. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, they, they purchased a summer house basically um a place to to retreat to in the summertime um and whenever she gets there i think she's between 12 and 13 in the beginning of the story and um she finds these summer boys but the the boys actually live there year round with their mother so let's back up a little bit okay the phone call that she gets that that plunges us into her childhood memories is from um What's the brother's Charlie. name? Charlie. Charlie. The older of the two boys. The older of the two boys. And he says, hey, Percy. And she's like, Percy? Nobody calls me that anymore. Um, and he's letting her know that his mother has passed away. Right. And that she probably wants to come back for the funeral. Yeah. And she, it's been... Um, 12 years? I think so. Over a decade since she's been back to Barry's Bay or had any communication with um, the Florac brothers and their mother, Sue. Um, Sue was kind of a motherly figure to her, but she was also a younger, younger mom. Their her parents were a little bit older when they had her, and so she really kind of um, looked up to Sue as a big sister, parental, motherly figure in her life. Um, and Sue had cancer, and she passed away, but she did not know any of that. Um, so when she gets the call, obviously she's devastated for the loss, especially for the boys, but she's you know, thinking to herself, absolutely, I'm going to go back. 
um, for, for Sue's For funeral. her, yeah. She, Sue was like the young, hip, cool, single mom yeah. to these two boys. Um, a lot more liberal, not in political views, but liberal in like raising her children than um, Percy's parents were. Yeah, they're academics. Um, and I think that they're, they were older parents, like I said. And so when she started having... A little bit of trouble in school with a friend of hers um, getting bullied and ignored and things that high school, like preteen high school girls that do. That all kids go through. Um, they they bought the this place kind of as a retreat, not only for them, but for, for Percy, where they kind of felt like, okay, well, she can kind of get away from the big city and have a different perspective on life and, and, you know, kind of reset before the school year because she had a really tough year. Um, and she meets Sam Florak, um, who is her age. On the, they were on the pier right when she moved in, basically. She sees these two boys playing on the pier, jumping into the, to the lake, and um, she realizes that they're the neighbors and that they live there. Um, and they're from there. And so Charlie is the older brother, I believe. He is two years older than Sam and Percy. And he's a little bit more um, outgoing. Party boy. Than Sam is. <laughs> Sam is um, definitely an introvert. A little nerd. A little nerdy. Very quiet. And the backstory on him is he um, has decided that he wants to be a heart a a cardiologist. cardiologist because their dad um, passed away from a heart attack a few years prior to the start of her memories. Um, yeah, so Sam is like super driven. Like he's 12 or 13 and he's already reading like medical textbooks and just he knows what he wants to do with his life and he's doing what it takes to get there. And I think Percy is kind of taken in by that a little bit. Like, wow to be so driven at such a young age. Right. You know? No, I, I agree. Um, he, I think he fascinates her. Um, and they're kind of thrown together by Sam's older brother, Charlie. He's like, hey, can you hang out with my little brother? I'm going to have a party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can you keep him company for a while? Right. Um, and so they really hit it off and become best friends. And every summer, they go back to Barry's Bay, her and her family, Um to the boys and so um things kind of progress and she definitely has a crush on sam and i think she somewhat has a older you know boy next door crush on charlie just because he's a cute guy but how she, can you not how can i mean you not? And, right. the, and the way that he's described is like yeah he's older wiser hotter yeah he's unattainable right But Sam is her constant, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Yes. And so... um, Here's where I start to get frustrated with the book. I didn't dislike the book. Sure. But I had some frustrations with it. So it's pretty obvious that she has a crush on Sam. It's pretty obvious that Sam has a crush on her. But neither... Like, for so long, neither of them does anything about it or says anything and I get you're young I get it but at the same time like oh it just frustrates me to just yeah I, I think <sighs> her, I think her anxiety and fear of rejection especially after the situation with the girls 
that she dealt with. I think that all plays into that, too, of I don't know if he likes me or not. I'm not going to bring anything up. And I know it's obvious to me as a reader. And, like, obviously the author wants it to be obvious. But when you make it that obvious to me and nothing is done about it, I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah, so they don't pursue any type of relationship until they are older. Not older, like 16. 16, yeah. So, like, they meet when they're 12, 13. And so it does take quite a few summers before they really, I think, have the courage to enter that type of relationship with one another yeah in the meantime they're just still best friends they do everything together they hang out every day when she goes back to wherever she's from um they email they you know they still keep in touch right all the time yeah um so what we know is that there was some event a decade ago Um, the biggest, she says the biggest mistake of her life. And that is why she hasn't had any contact with either of the brothers and why she kind of just wiped them from her life. And this is where the rest of my frustration comes in. I was very frustrated with the situation as well. (laughs) The situation is frustrating in that something happened We won't say what it is, but we know that something has happened. But A, the characters won't talk about it. Because in present day, it's kind of alluded to. But it's not. They won't discuss it. We can tell that they have not talked about it in 12 12 years. And there's a lot of tension between all characters. Yes. So A, that the characters, my, my biggest pet peeve in books is characters not talking to each other. And B... That it feels like the author is keeping what happened from us just to be mysterious, not to further the plot in any way. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, don't you kind I will say it is pretty... I mean, you know. What happened? Yeah, I, I know what happened. But I mean, like, you know when you're reading it before you read it, like... Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's not difficult to figure it out. Right. But still, so that's my point. It's not difficult to figure it out. Just talk about it. No, I I, I, had a, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and I do think that it's swept under the rug. So when she gets back there, after being gone for over a decade, um, obviously the boys are both hurting. Sue is gone. Um, they're trying to celebrate her life, but they still, they still, you know, there's a hole, like, you know, in their life. And so... So basically when she gets back and she goes to the restaurant that Sue has owned since she's known them, um, Sam is in the kitchen. And her first interaction with him is, oh my God, he's really hot now. (laughs) Like I remember teenage 18-year-old Sam, this is man Sam. You know what I mean? Um, And so she... All of those feelings come come back for her, and I they obviously come back for him as well. But you can tell that there is tension. Yeah, because there's something between them that they're just not saying. Yeah, and so we we end up finding out, you know, the storyline of what occurred, and then also besides that revelation, some other big big things that came out of that, and then um, really what drove her to to leave and not really look back. Um, that fateful Thanksgiving day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we learn more about 
their relationship through the years. And because, um, I mean, he ends up going to college and, she, you know, she, and we learn why she um, isn't writing like she used to do. Because one thing I did love about her character is that she's obsessed with horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate horror movies. Me too. I'm not into them. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was hilarious that she was, like, so into horror movies and that was her thing. And she's like, yeah, I just want to hang out and watch Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. And everyone's like, you want to what? <laughs> yeah. Like, but she was so unapologetic about it. And that I just, I really enjoyed that aspect of her character. I did think, you know, obviously things happen when you're young and you're, you're not fully cognitively formed I understand all of that and I understand teenagers make stupid decisions I did think that um some of the issues that arose just were not fully thought out and I felt like she had enough substance to her character that I felt like she would have thought about them a little bit more and that I didn't like like I felt like they kind of made her I don't know. I just thought it was pretty easy for her to make some of the mistakes that she made. It yeah. seemed that way. Yeah. And to not think, to be so insecure with yourself, and I understand she was a teenager, <laughs> but, you know, Sam was her person. And so, like, you talk things out, and she talked about everything with him. And so, to, and I, I there were some roadblocks. <laughs> so, just to completely quit talking to him at one point. Yeah. When their whole relationship was that they talked about everything. I'm totally with you. And we're talking about the things that we didn't like about the book. Right. It was, I mean, I think I rated it four stars on Goodreads. Like, it was, I liked it. I liked, um, I think I really, really loved Sam. Yeah. I really liked his character. Um, I liked Charlie. (laughs) I mean, I liked Charlie too. But I, I liked their dynamic, too, as brothers. Like, I liked them more than I liked her. <laughs> I just never felt the romantic connection between Sam and Percy. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Even as, even as adults? As adults, I guess I could see it more. But when they were kids, I guess I felt like they had more of a brother-sister kind okay. of relationship. And so... So you wanted her to get with Charlie instead? Oh yeah, I, I wanted. Did her you to be think with that Charlie. that's how it was gonna go? Well, I don't know because you know Charlie's the one that calls her in the present and says, "Hey, mom passed away," and so I guess I was kind of because he's the one that called in the very beginning. I had in my mind that they should be together, and I see that. And I mean, I think that there's there's definitely. Um, I think it could go either way. And like, it may go either way. And it may go either way. <laughs> but I think, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I did, I did like, I do like his character because, you know, all those types of, those types of characters, especially when they're teenagers and they become good adults. Yeah. They have a little bit more, subs, like a little bit more to them. Yeah. That's interesting. You, you feel for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you understand, like, growing up, his dad passed away. He's now the head of the household, but he doesn't want that type of burden. He's just, he, it's still he a kid wants that wants to, to have kid. fun. Yeah. He wants to be a kid. And um, they have a lot of responsibilities. And they were honestly by themselves a lot having to parent themselves um, because their mom had to work to make sure she could um, 
And she worked a restaurant. She owned a restaurant, which is crazy hours. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I just, I liked the location. I liked how everything was described. I did like the, I did like the location. I thought the, the cabin, the remote cabin in the small town. And yeah, that was definitely fun. Um, and I, I, again, really like a coming of age story. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I'm with you. There were things that I liked and things that I did not so much enjoy. Yeah, and if I people I, would just talk to each other, <laughs> the world would be a better place. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But this has been a book that's all over Instagram, also. Yeah, it is, and it, people like it. Like it has a lot of good reviews. People love it. Apparently, um, they're not seeing the things I'm seeing. <laughs> well, based on our recommendation and our explanation, check it out if you so find yourself interested. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the tea? Yeah, uh, yeah. So when I was in. Um, Orange Beach recently, we we took Foster to the wharf to go because I mean, it was so hot outside. Yeah. So, you can't be like, on the beach all day. Exactly. Or... We're like, okay, what are we going to do? So, we took him to the wharf because they have an arcade there, which I think I was more excited about than <laughs> anyone else. I love arcades. Um, and we thought there was mini golf. We got there and they're like, no, the mini golf has been closed for like three years. And we're like, okay. Um, so, we played the oh we played laser tag. Hmm. How was that? <laughs> Which okay, so we're we're getting our best on. Foster's never played laser tag before, so he's so he's pumped. We get all our gear on. We're about to walk in, and um, we're like, okay, how how long is this gonna last? And they're like, uh, it's seven minutes and ten seconds. And we're like, seven minutes. That's it. Okay, you know whatever. <laughs> so we go in there, and we're all chasing each other and hiding and shooting and whatever. And like three minutes in, I'm like, I've got to find a place to hide. I need some water. Oh my God. And I was like, geez, I must be so out of shape because like, this is, this is ridiculous that after just a couple minutes, I can't handle it, but I keep going. I'm persevering. Poor Foster. He's just hanging out like in the middle, just having a grand old time looking around like, woo. And I'm like, just constantly shooting him. And then then, like a couple minutes later, I hear my brother call out, I need some water. I was like, okay, it's not just me. And then afterwards, me and John and Hillary were all talking about how like we would have to go hide from everyone just to like sit there and catch our breath for a minute. It was so exhausting, like unexpectedly. Wow. I haven't played laser tag since I was in middle school. It was so fun though. I would also like to say that I won by a landslide. I had like congratulations, 125 points. Thank you, Snaps thank you. you. Um, the next highest scorer was Hillary with 45 points. Foster got one, <laughs> <laughs> but he had a great time. It was so cute. And I mean, like I said, in fairness, I was just shooting at him in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah, he kind of defeat. Like that's not really how you play laser tag, but he had a grand time. That's really all he that did. So anyway. All of that to say that at the wharf, they had a tea store and I really didn't want to like drag everyone else in there just so that I could look at the tea, but we were walking past it and Foster was like, can we go ride the Ferris wheel? And I was like, you know what? Y'all go do that. I'm going to check out the tea. I'll catch up with you. So it worked out perfectly, but it's the same place that you went in Galveston a while back. So it's the spice and tea exchange and this one was at the wharf in Orange Beach, Alabama, and I bought a few different 
teas, uh, but the one we're drinking today is the Florida Sunshine White Tea, and we're drinking it iced. Um, it says you can do hot or iced, but like Florida Sunshine White Tea just sounds like it needs to be iced. I agree. To me. So it's uh, sunshine in a cup. Uh, with uplifting floral and citrus flavors, this refreshing tea blend is perfect for hot or iced tea any time of day. What do you, oh, ingredients. Let me give you the ingredients. White tea, oolong tea, lemon peel, calendula. Have you heard of that before? Lemon balm, gomfrina. Have you heard of that before? <laughs> no. Granulated honey, turmeric sugar, and natural citrus blend flavor. That's... <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little... It kind of tastes like... um. You know those, that green tea that comes in the, um, like, you can buy it in, like, a six-pack? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what brand. Is it Nestle? I don't know what brand it is. But it's, like, a green tea that I actually don't particularly love. Like, I feel like, you know, there's certain things that growing up people used to buy. Like, I feel like it was something that people bought, and it was green tea this color, which is, like, a light yellow color, and it had citrus in it. And people would buy it. Like, it would be at people's houses. I don't know. <laughs> no idea I, what I you're don't know. I have about. to find it. But I remember drinking it, and it'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's refreshing because it's cold. It's summertime. It's not water. But I also never loved it. But it's not bad. It's just not. I wouldn't make it all the time. No. And I don't think hot would be my preference. Oh, no, no. I don't think this would be good hot at all. It's weird because, like, when I first, when I take a sip, there's, like, nothing, no flavor. And it's only when I swallow that I get the flavor. It's very, it's a strong citrus aftertaste. Like, I can, the, the orange peel. Mm-hmm. I, I or guess is it I, lemon peel? But regardless, I can. I, well, it's lemon peel, lemon balm, and natural citrus flavor. I guess I just wish that it hit me up front rather than at the back. Mm-hmm. Feel like I'm talking about a wine, like if I know what I'm discussing, it's it, it, it hits me in the back of my palate. Yeah, um, it's but not. I wish it hit in the front of the palate. It's not bad, but <laughs> I don't know that I would drink it regularly. As you like, just finished the last of your glass, and I I'm did. like, it was three refreshing. sips it in, was and refreshing. can't do it. I did think the uh, sangria tea was one of the best iced teas I've had. For sure, the sangria tea tops them all. Yeah. This one was acceptable. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. Like if I got I it. I concur. Okay. The end. <laughs> I was going to say if I got it like in a restaurant, I would I would drink it. Yeah. But I'd be like, did I just pay three three fifty <laughs> for this? <laughs> but I don't. I don't. It is a pretty tea though. It's got little like pink. You see the little pink flowers mm-hmm. in it? It smells good. Yeah. We'll have to try the other ones next time. In the meantime, check out Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. And let us know what you think. Fortune. (laughs) (laughs) And um, as Marissa so aptly said at the beginning of the episode, please tell us if you like this format or not because we enjoy it and we hope that you do too. But we need to know. We need some feedback, people. Please tell us, should we do more? Should we take it out altogether? 
we probably won't. <laughs> We're just going to keep doing what we want, okay? But we want to know one way or the other, all right? I mean, Thanks. if most of our listeners commented and were like, we hate it, <laughs> I think we'd stop doing it. I, no, I agree. But um, I think it's fun. I think it it's a different um, way to do our show. I, like I enjoy it. it. I like it. Let's go. We talked about summer in our um, book title. We talked about sunshine in our tea. Let's go enjoy the summer sunshine and bake in the sun. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers!